You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming brought to you by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Well, good morning, good morning, Las Vegas. This is Zandra Pollard. It's where I am. Today, we're talking about relationships. And I have Dr. Colleen Mullen here to help us to work through some things. I know I've got to work through some things. Let's get her on and get this started right away. Dr. Mullen. Hi, Zandra. How are you? All right. I am well. And you know what? Before we get started, I want to thank our mutual friend, Dr. G, who's been on the show. Yes, he's been here a few times. He's absolutely phenomenal. He works at Positively Kids, and uh, Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that he introduced us. So thank you and welcome. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And I love Dr. G as well. We, We got our doctorates together and have been bonded for many, many years now. Well, you know, you are an author of quite a few books. I thought you only had one, but you have several. I have a couple in a podcast. (laughs) So you have this one called Mindful Reflections, and that's um, a daily journal for better mental health. Right. That is my latest uh, book that I have. So what is that process like? Like when you're, do you have to journal every single day? Well, no. And in fact, I'm a therapist that doesn't actually even like advocate a lot of journaling. I I do it when when clients say that they take to it. But what it is, is um, I look at it as a way of charting, tracking, reflecting on your day so that you can start to see patterns in your life. Um, I I was, you know, licensed therapist for almost two decades. And um, also like a late in life ADHD, uh, so it got di- I got diagnosed with my own ADHD oh. and I don't take to journaling myself, but I know it's so helpful for so many people. So I designed a yeah. journal that is to help with the, the, for, for people like myself, it was things that I was doing on a daily basis of trying to track my life and see if there are patterns going on. So it has a, a page for charting for every day. There's a page for charting where you, you know, things you're thankful for, today's intention, things I did for others, things I did for myself, and a few other boxes to fill in. And then there's an option also for a narrative page Okay. at the same time. And then um, I also built in a few um, coloring pages just to kind of get your mind out of your thoughts and give yourself a break. So if you're doing this faithfully, you know, Every couple of weeks, you're taking a day off and just skipping the journaling altogether and just kind of maybe getting lost in a little creative flow. You, you know, I'm, a, I'm, very, I'm very big on journaling, 
but I do have to admit, I don't do it every day. And I do find that I tend to journal more when I'm upset (laughs) with my partner. And then when I read it, it's like, there's no way I want to communicate all of the things I'm thinking I want to say. Yes. <laughs> well, well, then you're using you're using journaling like like a lot of people use journaling, <laughs> and there's a reason that we tuck it away and we hide it from people. Right. We wouldn't want our loved ones reading what we wrote. Well, sometimes I don't mind if he might if he may accidentally find it. You know, sometimes I'll leave it out and like maybe he'll find it. <laughs> well, I know it's I would not good. Help you actually express that to him, then. <laughs> so, uh, to, um, right, you might want him to see it some days, but I guarantee you, it would be much better to express it yourself to him because there's always that that nuance that gets lost when you know how you mean something when you're writing it, and if they don't even know how you're feeling, that would that would be. A pretty dangerous place to be for a relationship some days right. if they just pick up the book and see all the negative. <laughs> right. Because, you know, and then I have to stop myself sometimes and say, okay, well, let me write down all of the good things. What do I admire about this person? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. or how did I fall in love with this person? And mm-hmm. those things are helpful, you know, in terms of my relationship to keep me from basically going off and cursing somebody yeah. out. Yeah. Right. Well, we would say that helps you track, that helps you track uh, and remember how he is, why he is fond of you. Like there's a concept mm-hmm. of fondness and admiration. And it's important for people to express and understand that they love their partner for certain reasons and that their partner loves them for certain reasons. Right. So you're tracking how you love your partner so that on the bad days, they actually don't feel so bad or you get past them easier. Yes, absolutely. And that's why you are the doctor on the show and I'm the one that's keeping it real. Okay. That's right. So So, you have another book, um, Coaching Through Chaos. Oh, no. Coaching Through Chaos is my podcast. Oh. So so that is also the name of my private practice. Okay. And while we're saying it, that's the main website for me is coachingthroughchaos.com. And uh, Coaching Through Chaos was a podcast I launched in 2015, and it's a self-help show. And I had people on that had uh, written books on different concepts that people look to for self-help, whether it's confidence, whether it's overcoming a struggle in a relationship, um, anxiety, depression, all sorts of things. And then some people that had really great stories of overcoming obstacles in life. And so that show that actually went, um, I called it a hiatus, but now I've since retired it and I'm just about to launch, uh, but people can still get it out there. It's on all the the podcast players, Um, but I'm, I'm about to launch a new show that is geared towards just about relationships, about changing patterns in them, fixing what isn't working for some people, learning how to do things differently. And that one's called Love Unboxed. And that one's going to launch I'm gonna by August 1st. Now yeah. you said it's Love Unboxed. Right. Like we have the unboxing videos okay. that everybody does. So we're going to, I'm saying it's Love Unboxed and it's for the hopeful romantic. Um, that is something I also claim as uh, I've been accused of in the past. Mm-hmm. And now I am proud of being a hopeful romantic. Um, and 
I had to do my own work in relationships, as many people in in my field do. We have to do our own work that we can be also help us be as effective as we could with our clients. And I'm sure, Dr. Mullen, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm sure it's not. We always think it's our significant other when we're talking about relationships. But these relationships can be family. Right. They could be our children. They could be our sister, our brother, our mother, our father. Right. Well, yes. And if you think about it, though, most people, we are the same in our relationships. And we often and this is geared towards it is it is a show for people looking to improve their intimate relationships. But if you're doing that, you're improving the rest of your relationships as well, because for the most part, if you're a person who is. Uh, you know, if you're a person who overfunctions for others, there's a lot of that pattern out there where it's, you know, one person does all the emotional work in the relationship and the other person gets let off the hook for whatever reason. Okay. And, um, and, uh, you know, we call that an overfunctioner and an underfunctioner. Not the best term, but that's what it's called. And, um, you know, that person can do less in a relationship and that person would need to do less to allow the partner to do more. Oh, my God. And, you're you're and, and you're, so, you're speaking to me. You're speaking like uh-huh. directly to my issues. So help well, me. You're going to love my new podcast then. Yeah. But, um, but 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 if you do that, if you change that, and you take a, a a step back and you go, you know what? I don't have to make all the plans for this weekend. Right. I can tell him, yes, I want to go out on Saturday. Like you picked a place. Let's go. You're letting him do some of the work. Like this is a, a small example of how that can look. But when you start doing that on a regular basis, mm-hmm. you start noticing that you do it everywhere. And so then you start getting tired when you start doing it in other relationships still. So you will start doing less and letting other people do more. And some will not. And you'll learn. And that's what happens in our relationship patterns and our intimate relationships. Sometimes we make the change that we want to make for ourselves and we empower ourselves Mm -hmm. and the other partner doesn't keep up. But I always say it's about allowing them to even make the choice. And so, so you allow them to make the choice. Can they step up and do more emotionally or as a partner? And if they can, they will. And if they can't, they won't. And then you get to know really what you're in and what really works for you. Maybe that relationship isn't the one that's going to work. So um, you're but, speaking but, to me. So this is an issue that I have. So I guess okay. I would be an over-functioner, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, okay, I've been married twice. Okay. And in both relationships, I find that I'm doing more of the work as you've said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And listening to what you're saying is like, okay, I need to allow them. It's kind of like, I think like control, you know, this might be a control issue I have Mm -hmm. to make sure that things are done the way I would like them to be done, Mm -hmm. but not allowing the other person to, Uh to show me what they can actually do. Is that right? Certainly. It it is usually something that is born and bred a long time ago in in a person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so you'll recognize me saying that you'll probably go, oh, yeah, I had to do a lot when I was a kid or I had to always kind of take care of myself or whatever the case was. You learn that along the way, or maybe you had an example of an over-functioning woman and an under-functioning man, if we're talking about like a straight relationship. And I think we are. And, um, and then um, if maybe, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, well, and and it, it happens everywhere, but yeah, you had 
I think you had said a guy. So yeah. yeah. And so then we are. Um, so so it's an it's it's something that's born and bred in you long before you get with that partner. Okay. And. And then, but you'll find though that you're probably that way with friends. You're probably the friend that says yes to everything. You're probably the friend that likes to organize the nights out or things like that. No. It might trade out. You might find that there friends, are friends that will do some. I'm going to let my friends know. You're doing more. What I'm that? letting my friends know. <laughs> I'm not doing all of the planning. That's only for my relationship. That's it. So I just have to uh-huh. clarify that. Yeah. And then and then in your relationship, right, you can you can start doing less of that. Mm -hmm. And then and and it is control. It's emotional safety kind of says because maybe he plays along with all of it. Right. So you say, oh, I'd like to go out this weekend. Let's go to this restaurant. And he says, yes. And you go out and you have a fabulous time. So it gives you exactly what you're looking for. So if you don't do it all you leave it up to chance that, you know, maybe he'll pick the wrong restaurant or maybe he'll, he won't make the reservation at the right place. And, you know, and you could get disappointed. So it's like a fear of being disappointed, a fear of, you know, it not going exactly as you would like. So yes. So it's control, it's emotional safety. It's uh, having things go your way, which keeps your stress level down. So all of until he messes it up and then, the stress goes way up. Yeah. But you're, you're, yeah. you're hitting it right on the head with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so no more planning. Take the weekend off. Take a couple of weeks off of that. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and when I say about the planning, that's an easy thing that most people will relate to. And they go, oh, yeah, I do all the planning in the relationship. That's something that comes up a lot in, in my clients. Mm. And, uh, and particularly women will say, well, I just want a guy who plans the weekend, or I just want a guy who plans a date, you know, and, um, and then they realize that they kind of got into this conditioned pattern that they have taken on all the responsibilities in that regard. And so then they have to untrain themselves to do less and take a chance that whatever they pick will be okay, right. you know, and you learn how to adapt and go, okay, I don't have to have control of every moment. And, and it does calm a person. It makes them less stressed, even though you might initially have some like new anxiety about it. Over time, it dies off and you get more comfortable trusting your partner. Now, what if you've been doing this <clears throat> for 17 years? <laughs> like, how do you yeah. start breaking that down and, you know, altering your behavior? Mm-hmm. You, well, really, if, if, if all else is pretty good, I would say, you know, you just tell him, you say, like, look, I'm going to try something new. I would love to, like, to go out and do something fun Saturday afternoon together. Can you plan it? Okay. I really just, I don't have it, you know, I don't really have it in me. I'd like to try something new, and I'd love to see what you plan for us. Oh, well, that's a and great suggestion. I like that. So give him fair warning. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Fair warning, communicate what you want, and then let them do it. That's right. You know, people get scared to say what they want. And, you know, so they end up just going, well, just in case it doesn't happen, I'm going to make a plan, you know. And so it's it's trusting that if you say what you want, that your partner will step up and give you what you want. Now, how you know, do you and- handle it if they mess it up? 
Well, messing it up and not doing it are two different things. Okay. So messing it up is one of those things we have to go, okay, well, where's your expectations and how did you express what you wanted and were they clear on what it is that you were looking for? Okay. And if they that could be messing it up. Maybe you say, I want to go to uh, some live music on Friday night and they take you to Coachella on Saturday. Like that might not be what you wanted. You might've wanted like a little supper club or something. Right. And so, you know, different. And so that would be a mess up, you know, then it's, but, but where people really trip up is that they're scared that it just won't happen. Right. Because they, they, and, and so they have lost faith that their partner would do for them. I always talk about people, you want someone who is for you, mm-hmm. you know, and someone sitting in the corner waiting for you right. and both, both ways in the relationship. And so, you know, people get scared that their partner isn't for them. And so then it's more of risky. Uh, and, you know, and sometimes it's communicating what you want, like uh, about sharing responsibilities at home. Sometimes it's with the kids. Sometimes it's with, you know, um, different things that you're doing out socially. And, and I it's agree that, you know, that fear, that. I agree that mm-hmm. that fear comes into play, that they won't, the other person won't do what you are expecting. And what I'm understanding from you is you have to communicate what you want first. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, you communicate it. And, and, you, and you state it, ask it, you, you set it up for success. Um, different than when a person is frustrated and says, oh, but you never do anything. Why don't you plan Saturday? That's right. not going to get you what you want, right? But exactly. people don't. People get so worked up about asking for it. They'll say, well, I, I told them I wanted to go out. And they'll say, because I told them I wanted to go out like that, you know? And it's like, well, that's not really going to get it because they're going to be scared of messing up now, you know? But if you say, gosh, I'd really love for you to plan something fun. You know what we like to do on the weekends. I'm going to trust you. Just could you, would you mind coming up with a date for us on Saturday afternoon? And tone. we are going to take you up on that. And I would say tone is important as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The delivery. Well, that's why you're going to set them up and say, like, I really enjoy what we do. You know, you know what we, we what we do to have fun. And I realize I have planned a lot of things and I just would love to maybe try something a little different and have you plan this weekend. You know, I have to say that <clears throat> it would have been nice to have you in studio. I do have you on over the phone mm-hmm. um, because... Mm-hmm. I noticed we're kind of talking over each other a little bit because you can't see those nonverbal cues. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So bear with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Dr. Mullen, you are not in Nevada. You are in California. However, mm-hmm. you do have telehealth. Can you tell us how people can become a client of yours? Mm-hmm. So I do telehealth for individual therapy in California only. That's my license. Um, but uh, I do relationship coaching anywhere, and I can do that over telehealth. So people can reach out to me through the website, through coaching, through chaos.com. Um, that's also, my email is also coaching through chaos at Gmail. They can reach me that way as well if they just remember that and add Gmail at the end. And so, um, you know, I would be happy to talk to anybody who's interested. And if somebody's looking for individual therapy and they happen to be in the Nevada, Las Vegas area, 
you know, that's outside my scope to do therapy outside of the state, but I'd be happy to help them find a resource in their area. And that's wonderful because, you know, Mm -hmm. it can be very difficult uh, for people to find services. There's so Mm -hmm. many um, available, but then there's the how do I get there? So first, you should know, um, our listeners should know that you want to contact your insurance. You want to contact your insurance company and find out, uh, you know, where your therapist or where they can lead you to uh, a list of therapists that are covered under your insurance. Yeah. So I can help you with that. Right. So they, they call their insurance. They get the get the names of like five therapists and say, I want a therapist that treats depression. I want a therapist that treats anxiety, trauma, whatever it is. Right. And get the names of at least five people that are covered by your plan and then go online and look those people up. Everybody has a website these days. Everybody probably has some sort of social media that you can look because it's important. This is a relationship. And one of my, one of my pet peeves is when people I know just get a name and call and they'll say, well, your name was on a list means that they didn't bother anywhere else. And it's like, okay, then they don't understand that therapy is the relationship. Like you want to check people out. You want to see, do I think I could trust this person? Do I think I could share with this person? Because the last thing you want is somebody to feel like "Mm, something isn't vibing. And you also want a few names because you want to call people and say, I'd like to talk for a few minutes. Do you do like a little consult? Like I do a free 15 minute consult where I let them ask oh, questions about the way that I practice. Yeah. And I get to tell them about the, my style of therapy. I ask them about what their history in therapy has been, what they've liked, if they have experience with it. Um, and then we go from there and we kind of get a feel for if this would be something that they think they want to venture into. And if they don't, I'm happy to, I, I also at other times give out names of other practitioners. If for some reason it just isn't going to be a fit, but um, then that's why usually I, I want people to go to the therapist websites because you can see how they talk about their work. Everybody talks about it differently. And you want to know, do you connect with what they're saying? Because that's who you're getting in the room with you. And, um, and then and so I would I think, is it sometimes um, on your end, maybe there, do you ever find that there's a client that you want to be more developed into therapy? Like maybe you don't want someone who's just starting out in therapy. Like how does it work from your end? Uh, from my end, it really is um, about do are they is their primary complaint something that I work with these days? Like okay. I've had lots of experience through the years, but I, I say that I work with like the uh, things that are under the umbrella of trauma or big life upheavals. So it's trauma, anxiety, depression, addiction, and um, like life transition and relationship work. Whereas I don't work with somebody who is primary diagnosis of bipolar and that that's affecting them, right? I could, but it's not where I focus these days. Okay. Um, I don't work with somebody with a primary diagnosis of uh, schizophrenia or autism spectrum because uh, that's not my strength. My strength is relationships. My strength is trauma, depression, addiction, those those things that kind of all work together. And that's how it became my specialty because I got into addiction work 20 years ago when I first got into the field. And so that kind of led me into 
figuring out that these are going to be the things that I really do take to and I know a lot about and, you know, and in the relationships, there's there's a I've even invested in kind of getting trained um, by uh, there's the Gottman Institute who uh, has study programs for people post-masters, post-doctorate, and then you train with them on their research on relationships that has taken place over 40 years and all their big books on relationships. So I'm proud to say that I was trained personally by them uh, some years ago. And so I practiced that method of couples coaching. Um, so, so that's how, and that's why it's important for people to kind of go ask their insurance company as a starting point of someone who deals with what their complaining issue is, you know, um, and so that they at least start to get put on the right path with the names that they're given by the insurance company. Well, you heard it here. Dr. Mullen is highly educated and able and ready to help you. Dr. Mullen, can you give us your information so that people can contact you? Yes. So it's coachingthroughchaos.com. And the journal, if people are into seeing what the what the journal's like, it's on sale at, on Amazon, and it's My Mindful Reflections, a daily journal for better mental health is the subtitle of it. But My Mindful Reflections is the journal. Um, I also have the 60-Day Plan for Embracing Your Inner Leader is another book, which is a leadership book for workbook for women. That's on Amazon as well. And, um, and my business phone number is 619-881-0051 and people can call me and if they say that they heard me on your show I'm happy to you know take whatever question that they have and see if I can steer them in the right direction for getting some help in their area if it's for individual counseling and they happen to be out of California state yeah okay can you provide that phone number one more time Mm -hmm. 619-881-0051 0051. All righty. Well, thank you, Dr. Mullen. Um, you will have to come back because if you couldn't tell, I was trying to get a little bit of my therapy in there. I so, heard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do it again. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, thank you again, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, very good. Thank you, Zondra. All okay. righty. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. Hey, so you heard it here, Dr. Mullen. Doctor of Psychology uh, is available. She gave her phone number. I don't know it by heart, but you can find it on my website, which is itswhereiam.com and check out the podcast there. You can also find it on podcast platforms, which are Amazon, Google, Apple, and Spotify. So if you've missed the number live, you can always find it on my website or on any of those podcast platforms. Alrighty. So I'm Zandra Pollard. I'm here every Saturday at 7.30 a.m. And next, we're going to be playing Breakfast in Bed by Dax, uh, produced by RBV Music, who is Roberto B. Valencia, my brother-in-law, a great composer, musician, producer, uh, does all my music for my show. And so I want to thank you, and we'll see you next week. Till three in the morning, we were getting it on. Shorty was back, and she was putting it on strong. Figured she was fly, so I couldn't go wrong. And as I shut my eyes to sleep, all I could think was that this girl was bomb.
To survive without you, I might die. 